So, Walter, you're telling me you haven't seen this movie that we're about to talk about? No. Oh, boy. Here we go again. My, my. Hey, guys. Welcome back to Capacity Geek. I'm Alex, and I'm joined, as always, with Bobby and Walter. Say hey, guys. Hey, guys. Hey, everybody. And uh, this week, once again, we're doing another Walter Hasn't Seen episode, so you know it's going to be good. I really don't. It's a very weak excuse. This week, we're talking about the movie that usurped another favorite of mine, which we'll get to, Hairspray, as the highest grossing musical film of all time. 2008's Mamma Mia! The Movie, starring the very beloved, very talented, very praised and very loved in this household and every household, I assume, or else I would pack up and move. Meryl Streep. So, Bobby, you're not a newbie on this episode. I'm really not. You, you know, as a as a young, how old was I in twenty eight uh, in two thousand eight? Like twelve, fifteen. Was I fifteen in two thousand eight? Fuck, am I that old? Yes. So yeah, yeah, you know, you ever like have been parents that like to rent movies and force you to watch them because it's a family movie night. Yeah, my mom was one of those parents. So yeah, I've seen Mamma Mia. But fortunately, unlike some other people, Walter, I enjoy musicals. I didn't watch this movie until much later in my life. I gotta say, I probably watched it for the first time when I was 19. Uh, that's what happens. Yeah. You're still baby. Yeah. But, uh, that's what happens when you're in the closet most of your life. You don't really get to go out there, but, uh, I've definitely blossomed and I've definitely seen Mamma Mia and it's a great old time. Now, Walter. Yes. You haven't seen Mamma Mia. No. Fuck you. That is all. So, um, why would people call you uh, worse than Hitler for not seeing this movie? Um, I would hope they wouldn't. I would hope they would. This episode now brought to you by Nas. Nas, very good. Got to pour a Nas out for the homie, man. Not on my... <laughs> well, it comes with a cap for a reason. We'll deal with that later. <laughs> So I guess we'll all just have to get through past the fact that you haven't seen Mamma Mia. You are a heathen, and I'm surprised I still let you in my house at this point. But uh, we're just going to let that slide, because today we are going to educate you in Mamma Mia as part of our first retrospective series. Please talk no. Next week we're watching Mamma Mia. Here we go again. You haven't even seen any of these movies. Don't give me that grimace, you bastard. I don't like musicals. Well, tough fucking shit. All the musicals we watched for this show you've liked? Yeah, all two. Yeah. One unreleased. It's coming. Rocketman. Coming. Eventually. Eventually. We'll we'll talk about Rocketman eventually. Yeah, but you liked them. doesn't matter the quantity. You're still two for zero on the liking them. Okay, fair. You don't trust us? I'm not saying that. But this motherfucker hasn't even seen Rocky Horror. 
He hasn't seen Rocky Horror Picture Show. I've seen like half of it. That doesn't count. Half of it is boring. I've seen like the first half of it. That's the bad one. Next time, tell me that you've seen the sequel. Shock Treatment. He didn't didn't even know what Shock Treatment was until I brought it up. We got to do Rocky Horror and Shock Treatment around Halloween. Works Inspectives. New format coming to Capacity to Geek. We are in the end times, people. I mean, the age of prosperity, people. We love all five of you out there. Oh, yeah. Tell your friends. Tell your friends' friends. Just tell people. Also, go to our YouTube, uh, Capacity to Network. Can somebody who can actually say the title of our show uh, say that for me? Capacity to Network. Is our YouTube channel. Uh, I have a video up there where where I cook mozzarella sticks. Uh, we called it Capacity to Feast. Uh, go check it out. And uh, we're going to start eventually releasing episodes in that format on the YouTube format. Also, we are currently looking for a videographer. We're not. We, we have no budget. We can't hire more people. You just got to get good. We're not hiring anybody. We're working for, like, no. We'll pay you what Walter gets paid. He pays us to be on the show. So, uh... Yeah, we probably should have plugged things at the end, but we know people don't make it to the end of our episodes. <laughs> no. Thanks, Dad. You're like the only one. Thanks, Pops. That's what I call his dad. That's what we all call him, Dad. Nobody calls him that but me. I, I call him that. Anyway! Enjoy this episode. And we're back, ready to talk about Mamma Mia. Uh, so, I always forget how much I love this film until I watch it again. And I see all the scenes and all the musical numbers and just all the characters and, yeah, I'm there. I'm back in that world of Mamma Mia. And honestly, this is a movie I could watch every day for maybe a year and, like, not have a problem with that. It just takes me to that Greek island of Calicari. It's... Honestly, maybe one of my favorite movies. And if we ever wrote a book about some of our favorite movies, I think Mamma Mia would would be really on top of my list. Uh, so, Bobby, what were your thoughts on the movie? There's Bronze that I cannot sing in this fucking film. He sounds like Kermit the Frog, just a little less nasally and going through puberty. Okay, but just about... The... Other than that, the film was great. Yeah, okay, uh, all right. Pierce Brosnan, as you said, it apparently gets better in the second movie. Yeah, he, I doesn't, hope so. he doesn't sing much, but when he does sing it, it, he gets a little bit better at it. He's had ten years. Make him We'll find out about that next week. All right, Walter. Unload. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> I can see why people would enjoy this movie. I enjoy the music of Abba. I didn't enjoy this movie. Ow. I just, I just, I just didn't, I didn't enjoy the film. I'm sorry. Why didn't you enjoy it? I... uh, It couldn't hold my attention. 
Like, it really couldn't. I thought the story was bland. I thought a lot of the musical numbers were really poorly timed when... Like, there were points where story beats needed to be told, but they just broke into a musical number because they had to because it's a musical. But, but here's the thing, Walter. It's a musical. They tell the story for the music. Yeah. And uh, let's not uh, get it twisted. This isn't like Steven Universe the movie or Rocket Man. This is the an adaption of a Broadway musical, Mamma Mia, one of the most popular Broadway musicals of the modern time, released in 1999. Um, but like you said, it is based off the music of ABBA. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce his name, but uh, Stig from ABBA. From ABBA. Uh, he's a producer on that. He was a producer on the Broadway show on this movie. Um, also, Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson, his wife. They're uh, executive producers. Uh, you do see in the opening credits the Playtone uh, Productions. I believe that's Tom Hanks' production studio. But, uh, yeah, he's a producer on this movie, and in the second movie doesn't appear in any of them. But, uh, yeah, just a little bit of background on the film uh, there. Uh Okay, well, that's a bit of a shock. I mean, uh, all right, well, I figured you probably wouldn't like the film uh, very much, but it, like I said, it is based on the Broadway play. I haven't seen the play or musical, the Broadway show. I haven't seen the show, um, but I am told that it is a very faithful adaption of what is put on stage. But, uh, yeah, so it is kind of uh, told in that kind of stage style where a lot of it is interpreted through song and not actual, you know, like character moments. It's all meant to be out there, you know? And and I get that. That's a lot of the appeal of musicals. That's just not what I like. Mm. And it's... I don't care. It's not that I'm saying it's out and out bad, because it's not. It's just my opinion. Right, But right. I just prefer, like, character moments telling the story. I watch movies for the characters, for the moments of relatability, and I feel that's kind of lost when everyone's busting out into the same song in the same moment randomly. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, speaking of characters, I mean, this has a pretty stellar cast. Uh, like I said at the top of the show, Meryl Streep, Pierce Bronson. Excuse me. Voice is starting to go. Uh, Pierce Bronson, uh, Stellan Skarsgård, which we talked about him in Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Uh, Stellan Skarsgård needs to do more things. He does. He's he does. great. Yeah, he's... he's you know, he, he's pretty great here. He was great in Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. I think he got less screen time in that movie. Yeah, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, he didn't have a... Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, he didn't have a lot of screen time, but he made his screen time count. A lot like uh, Anthony Hopkins and uh, Silence of the Lambs. Right, right, right. Uh, yeah, actually, I don't think... If I remember correctly, we didn't even mention Stellan Skarsgård in our girl with the dragon tattoo review, but that's because we're bad podcasters. 
Stay tuned next week for when we talk around. Mamma mia, here we go again. I don't know. I think we're doing pretty good here. Um, but we also have Colin Firth, uh, Kingsman films, the King's, the King's Speech, a lot of King films. Uh, but um, uh, a few bit players too, uh, Jennifer Walter. Uh, if you guys know, she is the... No. Uh, I don't know her name. But uh, watch it be Jennifer Walter. But uh, anyway, Christine Bronowski, I think that's how you say it. Uh, she, if you guys remember the Jim Carrey, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, uh, she's the love interest in that. Martha Mayhew. Yeah, yeah, that I was... I have to rewatch that because it's been... So long since I've seen it. Right. Um, hold on, I'm going to pause. So, yeah, pretty good backing cast. Uh, Julie Walters and Christine Bernanski. If you know who Christine Bernanski is, she plays Martha May Huvier in the Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas with Jim Carrey. Uh, I am currently trying to pull up a photo of her in that Martha May Huvier outfit. But uh, we'll come back to that. But also Amanda Seyfried. Like, you know, Amanda Seyfried, she's a pretty good actress. Uh, she was also in the Hugh Jackman Les Mis movie huh. as the main girl there, too. The main thing I know her from <laughs> is from one of my favorite shitty horror movies of all time. And I'm drawing a blank on the name. But it's the one where there was the video game. And if you died in the game, that's how you died in real life. What? It had Frankie Muniz. What? Um, um. Oh, big fat liar. No. God damn it. Well, we could ask Frankie Muniz, but he's not going to remember either. <laughs> <laughs> that's so bad. That's so bad. Frankie Muniz, if you watch this shit. Frankie Muniz, if you listen to this show. You're probably not going to remember doing that. (laughs) 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 Do you remember Malcolm Bell? Because he doesn't. Alright, pull up that image I just sent you. And that movie is Stay Alive. Stay Alive? Yes. 2006. Bobby! I'm sorry! It just doesn't... Yeah. You're editing this fucking episode. Yeah, this is, uh... This is her and Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, thoughts on that? (laughs) Um... Uh-huh. Martha May Huvier. I'm just trying to figure out who... This was six years after... No. This was like nine years. Because 99, isn't that how the Grinch stole Christmas? 2000 2000 or 2001? I thought it was 99. No, can't be. Might be 2000. Two thousand. So yeah, this is eight years 
before Mamma Mia is Christine Bronowski and How the Grinch Stole Christmas. But uh, yeah, Amanda Seyfried, uh, Dominic Cooper, who played the young uh, Howard Stark in the Marvel movies, mainly Captain America, the first Avenger, and also in the Agent Carter TV show, but I never watched that. Neither did I. I never got into much of the Marvel TV shows. Yeah, nobody did. I tried to get into Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but yeah, I just couldn't. back when it was all connected. I had an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. phase for the last of the week. We remember your Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. phase, Bob. We were all very concerned. You weren't around. I was stoked on it, and then I stopped being stoked on it because there was just too much. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, this makes for really good podcasting. Uh, anyway, so, Okay. So Walter didn't really like a lot of the uh, a lot of the film. Bobby, you didn't like a bit of the singing, especially by Pierce Bronson. But like we do in all our musical episodes, we got to talk about some of our favorite songs. Now, I would name some of my favorite songs, but the thing is that I enjoy every song on this soundtrack, and I will catch myself listening to this one. And then immediately the soundtrack for Here We Go Again on a loop. So we'll start with you guys. Bobby, what's some of your favorite songs? Well, I mean, obviously Mamma Mia. Okay, yes. And uh, Gimme, Gimme, Gimme. Oh, A Man After Midnight? That one's great. And I told you my backstory about that, that I'm not going to dispel over here. Spoiler alert, he's going to relive it in a few weeks. Sure we are. I have A Man After Midnight now. I could. I could. All right, Walter. Um, you wanna put all your aggression in a tiny box right now and talk about what you actually liked about this film? I don't have any aggressions. And yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed the music of ABBA. So, Dancing Queen, up there. Mm -hmm. Um, same with Mamma Mia. And yeah, those those are the two that really stick out for me. Uh, yeah, Dancing Queen and Mamma Mia are probably my two favorites from the movie. Okay. Uh, I did say that my favorite ABBA song plays at the end, Waterloo. They probably just didn't find a place to put it in the actual movie. But, um, it's hard to talk about in a movie that's all about getting married. Yeah, you should see how they fit it in. Uh, you should see how they fit it in in the sequel. Coming next week. Mamma Mia, here we go again. But, uh, yeah, Mamma Mia, Dancing Queen, obviously. I really like, uh, what's the name of that song? Leave a, don't. Take a chance on me? No, 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 no. The one that Sky sings. Um, How am I blanking on this? You're like our chief expert on ABBA. Huh? Yeah. Because it's 1013. Leave all your love on me. Lay all your love on me. Yeah, lay all your love on me. Lay all your love on me. <laughs> yep. I definitely knew that one from the start. But also, Our Last Summer. God. Money, money, money. I can name, like, literally every song in this movie and say that it's my favorite song because I just adore this movie so much and the sequel too. the sequel 
is pretty great. We'll talk about it. But, uh, yeah, great cast, great songs. Just, it's a beautiful, just setting. This, they actually shot it in Greece. I think they did. This movie. I know, um, the sequel, they actually shot it in Croatia. So the island does look a little different in the sequel, but, uh, yeah. Well, I say sequel, but here we go again is kind of like a sequel slash prequel because you, um, uh, you basically get the full story of what happened on the island. Not to be confused with the Broadway musical, this one time on an island. You know that one, right, Bob? This is, again, an audio podcast. I just nodded my hand. Thank you. Now, uh, one thing I do want to ask, um, based on this movie, who is Sophie's dad? Oh. In your opinion, give me an opinion on who you think Sophie's dad is. I think the choice of Pierce Brosnan's character is too obvious. Sam, right. I think it's, uh, what's his face? Which one? I'm trying to remember. Um, the guy from Thor. Oh, Bill Skarsgård. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Bill. I think it's him. Yeah. Stellan Skarsgård, his character's name is Bill. Yeah. Bill Skarsgård is his son who <laughs> plays Pennywise. <laughs> yeah, the Skarsgårds, uh, they are a family of actors. One of them is Pennywise. The other one is not. Is a sweet. They're all sweets. <laughs> Fun fact. Did you know ABBA is Swedish? Yet this movie takes place in Greece and has primarily English actors. What a twist! English and American actors. I don't think there's... A, no, Bill Scar... Uh, fuck, I keep doing it. <laughs> well, that's just because his character is named Bill, but Stellan Skarsgård is Swedish, so... At least he plays a lot of Swedes. Stellan, father of Bill. Like... Who th- plays Bill. But yeah, I think... Uh, if I had to guess, I'd say her father's Bill. Yeah. If you look at genetics, um, for a child to be blonde... Either both parents or neither of their parents need to be blonde or something like that. I think if the mother is blonde, either the father has to be blonde or the child's not going to be blonde. There's something like that. Genetis, uh, geneticists, please shoot me in the street. <laughs> yeah, genetics, especially for hair color, are wild. Yeah. Hair and eye color, that's the thing, yeah. The only genetics I was ever taught in school was how to figure out what color rabbit generates from a mother and a father rabbit. Thank you, high school biology. Well, that information was absolutely pointless. Bobby, who do you think the father is? You know, I'm feeling Bill, too. Bill? Okay. Um, spoiler alert for next week. I'm going to ask you guys the same question after we watch. Here we go again. Uh <laughs> Yeah, as much as I'd like it to be Sam, I'm pretty sure it's Bill, too. Just the blonde hair gives it away. But um, I say excellent casting. I did see one interpretation of this uh, musical where um, they had one of the dads be played by a black guy. 
and the girl was still blonde-haired, blue-eyed, and I was just thinking the entire time, yeah, no, we can probably rule him out. <laughs> he'd just walk up and he'd be like, no, 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 never mind. Mamma Mia, the adoptive father edition. That's essentially what happens in this movie, though. Like, two of them adopt her. And one of them is, like, the real dad. Well... Each own a third of her. Right, because... but Sam is the dominant stepdad because he's the one that ends up marrying Donna at the end. They even... they even There's going to be a line in Here We Go Again where uh, Sophie is like, oh, uh, Sam's my stepdad, and Harry and Bill are one-third my real dad. And, like... Okay... <laughs> It's just a really weird situation they all put themselves into. But the way I fathom the ending in the wedding, remember I told you guys I want you to pay attention for the rest of the movie so you guys don't get left behind? You guys you guys understood all that happened there, right? For the most part. Okay. It's still a really fucking movie. Alright, Walter, what is your interpretation of what happens at the wedding? So at the wedding all three of them go there thinking they're going to give her away which then they realize wait what's going on and then the whole revelation that she's admitting that she took the diary and invited them and then she's like wait maybe I don't want to get married I don't need to do this to feel whole I just want to travel the world now and then it's like, wait, now different people are going to get married. So money's not thrown down the drain. Okay, what do you think happened? It's pretty accurate. But, uh, <laughs> oh, no, basically, oh, hey, all of us were invited to this, to this wedding for a reason. All of us are trying... <clears throat> All of us are being chosen to give her away. Oh, no, that's right. She doesn't want to get married anymore. But, hey, you know, who wants to get married? Donna. Sam. 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 So then Sam gets married, and the two lovebirds decide, fuck it, we're going to travel the world because I have two and a half dads. Yes, we spent all this money on a wedding, but let's go travel the world now. <laughs> How was the economy in 2008? In Greece? (laughs) Spoiler alert, it's Greece. The economy is, uh... Yeah, there's a lot of questions that I have, like... How do they have this much disposable income? Well, well... They're not not Greek, that's for sure. If you listen to the movie... (laughs) Well, one, Donna owns a hotel. True. And it's a very romantic destination... She does say that she wishes she could have more people at the hotel because money is kind of tight, but it's mostly her complaining. Uh, Second, uh, Bill says this mostly, and then Sophie um, says it later. Uh, One of Bill's relatives, his great-aunt Sophia, lived on the island, and Donna took care of her when Sophie was a baby. The implication is that Sophia died and left Donna a lump sum of money. And we actually do see Sophia in Here We Go Again. And like I said to you guys off the show, uh, there's a lot of continuity errors between Here We Go Again and Mamma Mia! the movie. 
Uh, I will try and point them out as best I can in the cast, but I do know some already. And I believe Sophia is one of them. But, uh, yeah. You guys pretty much got that ending spot on. It was a really funky ending. It was was definitely a Broadway show ending where, like, everybody's just in a room and they're all, like, discussing what's about to happen. But, uh, yeah, uh, (laughs) Bill, Harry, and Sam decide, hey, we love this girl despite only spending a day with her and uh, we should all be her dad. And then Sam is like, I'll be the head dad and I'll marry Donna. <laughs> the head dad. He is the head dad now. He's going to stay on the island with her. This woman that he had a he had a very small fling with 20 years ago when he wore a mullet and uh, those fucking seven... I, I love... I, I, I just, if you guys remember earlier in the movie, they dress the three dads up like how they supposedly look like when they're, uh, when they actually spent time with Donna, because I want you guys to realize all of them in a matter of a month slept with Donna about 20 years before the movie began, which canonically is about 1979. Because this takes place in 1999, and uh, the year the musical came out. But another continuity thing, just the tease for the show, they do have iPhones in Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again, and that's only supposed to take place five years after the original Mamma Mia, which would set it at about 2004. Yeah, that's about three years early. Yeah. To be fair, though. To be fair. To be fair. They had iPhones and straight out of Compton. <laughs> what? One scene with an iPhone. What? Yeah. Wasn't that taking place in like '94? Yes. There was right. one scene in Straight Outta Compton where someone had an iPhone. They didn't even have cell phones in '94. Yeah, they, they, they did. Oh. Well, well, I mean, I wasn't. I wasn't even born bricks. in. I wasn't born in '94. I don't know what a fucking cell phone is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, didn't they also have an iPhone in Bernie? And that was supposed yeah. to take place yeah, in was an iPhone the late 90s. And then didn't uh, Ryan Johnson say that Apple doesn't like it when the ones use iPhones? <laughs> <laughs> it was justified, though. Birdie was justified. Yeah. For the most part. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, we haven't all shot an old lady in the back four times with a repeater. <laughs> Oh, man. I feel like we're talking more... No, we, we've been pretty good on this episode. We're talking about the film. We're not talking around it this time. But still, Bernie. And yeah, just a lot of period pieces. Kind of like they insert iPhones in there, don't they? <laughs> That's really weird. Although they never really acknowledge that it's supposed to be 2005. And here we go again. You're just supposed to use context clues. When it says 25 years ago... And it's 1979. But, I don't know. I guess we'll all see how that all pans out um, on the next show. Oof. 
So, um, yeah. See, Alex, now I'm trying to find more movies that have iPhones when there's be iPhones. <laughs> 10,000 BC. <laughs> Tune in three weeks from now when we do 10,000 BC. No, we will not. All right. No, we've all seen it. It's awful. All right, boys. Well, uh, let's take a time here to come up with a little bit of a roster. Now, I want to do a theme, and I want to rapid fire... See if they would be episodes or not, which means that you guys got to tell me if you've seen it or not seen it. Uh, these are all going to be Meryl Streep films. All right. Uh, here we go again already. You know, haven't seen, haven't seen, right? Um, Julie and Julia? Yeah, I've seen that one. Nope. All right, that's an episode. The Devil Wears Prada? Yeah. No. That's an episode. Bobby, you're giving me a pout. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Uh, I don't really know a lot of other Meryl Streep films. No, I mean, I I do know Meryl Streep films like uh, Sheen Drop Dead Gorgeous. I know Dalton would want to see that one. I feel like I'm going to be a bad boyfriend if I got that wrong. Well, would you believe me if I told you, also she's not in there, but we should do Drop Dead Gorgeous because I actually haven't seen it. What am I thinking of? There's like one where she's dead. Death becomes her. That's no. it. No? Oh, you haven't seen it? Because I was going to say that's right. Death becomes her. Um, let's see. What are other good ones that she's in? She, everything she's in is amazing. Um, Mary Poppins Returns. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. That one's really good. I like that one. Uh, I only watched it because Lin-Manuel Miranda was in it. Lin-Manuel Miranda, hit me up if you think we're cousins. Into the Woods? No. no I don't think so. Uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox? No, actually. No. Oh, that's good. Another Wes Anderson joint. Uh, the Ant Bully? What? <laughs> the Ant Bully. Do, do you have a cover art for it? Yeah, I forced myself to watch that. <laughs> it's the one where the kid shrinks down to become an ant? No. With Paul I, Giamatti? I can't say that I've seen that. And uh, Lemony Snicket's A Series of Unfortunate Events. Absolutely, yes. Yes, I and she, she is uh, Aunt Josephine in that. Hey, 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 that means we can use it as an episode. I know, I'm just sorry. And you know who plays Aunt Josephine in the Netflix show? Um, Alfre Woodard. Yeah. I've seen up until The Bad Beginning. Wait, that's the first book. I've seen up until The Wide Window right. and that one. I've only seen, like, the first couple of episodes of the first season. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> it's an okay show. It's all out, so I should probably watch it all. But, um, yeah. So those are some Meryl Streep films that we can watch. Uh, other musical films you can watch. Hairspray. Have you seen Hairspray, Bob? Yeah? I was about to say, Walter, I'm pretty sure hairspray. we both know that answer. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, it's for the show, Bobby. I know. I'm sorry. 
Little Shop of Horrors? I haven't. We can do that one. You, I, you'd like Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, I'm sure I would. Uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show, like we said, I think, were we recording when you said you've only seen half of it? I think so, yeah. I've seen about half of it. Okay. Um, ooh, what's that one you really like? Repo? Repo is fucking time. The Genetic Opera. Oh, uh, that's the one with Neil Patrick Harris, right? No, that's Dr. Horrible sing-along blog, uh, which like I haven't seen. I haven't seen that one either. Uh, I'm I'm down for anything Neil Patrick Harris. You're going to go down on Neil Patrick Harris? Out of respect, yes. Ew. Oh, <laughs> come on. <laughs> Don't be that guy. <laughs> um, what are other musicals? Well, I know you guys hate Grease, but did you know there's actually a Grease 3? Why? I think I've heard things about that. No. Grease 3 was a spec script that was created around the time of Grease 2. But the thing is that Grease 2 was critically panned, and the script for Grease 3 was shelved indefinitely. It was found later by an executive in the early 2000s and sold to the Disney Corporation to make High School Musical. You're kidding. Mm-mm. High School Musical That's is Grease 3. <laughs> God. Yep. Like, if there's you... an episode idea that I will be able to <laughs> properly express my feelings on Grease, uh-huh. so I will save those for that time. All I can say is, I very much dislike Grease. I have heard Grease 2 is even is is really bad. I could not even get through Grease 2 and I have such a hard on for Grease. My old roommate gave me the box set that came with Grease, Grease 2, and then the live version of Grease that they put on Fox a couple of years back. Ah. I watched them all in a day. I fell asleep during Grease 2. So I essentially watched the same movie twice. <laughs> Anyways, as I was saying, an idea for something that's coming out in, in theaters. The, in the Heights? Well, yes, that, that is, that's another thing, but something that comes out in theaters. West October Side Story? 15, October 15th, 2021, and hitting Disney Plus in 2022. Disney presents Hamilton, the musical. Oh, <sighs> you know we're going to be seeing that. I can't wait. Hamill film. Hashtag Hamill film. Mark Hamill's in a film? <laughs> I thought he only did voiceovers. He was Luke Skywalker. A long time ago. In a galaxy far, far Shut away. up! Alex, I'm pretty sure at this point you're just experiencing the Mandela effect. You believe he was Luke Skywalker a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. But did you know that Luke Skywalker might not even exist? Might only exist in your head. Hmm. Coming soon, whenever it comes out, unless I'm also experiencing the Mandela Effect. The Mandela Effect, an episode. None of us have seen it, but it's a movie. Is that an actual movie? It yeah. is. There's a trailer and everything. Oh, it looks like Inception, but instead of Dreams, it's the Mandela Effect. Right. Um, Tune in next week as we look back at Malcolm in the Middle, so Frankie Muniz can finally get what's going on. <laughs> We know he listens. (laughs) (laughs) 
Somebody please CC Frankie Muniz this episode. Dude, he listens. <laughs> hey, Frankie. You doing all right, bud? Remember you were Agent Cody Banks. <laughs> Remember you're in an episode of, uh, I think, CSI New York? I mean, I wouldn't remember that. You remember the movie Clock Stoppers? You weren't in it, but it's pretty good. You should check it out. <laughs> All right, Frankie. Um, time for you to turn the podcast off, buddy. We're going to be... We're probably going to be dicking around for like an hour here, so... We'll probably turn it off right now. <laughs> Get a good night's... Get a good night's rest. Um, we'll, we'll work with you on... Uh, We'll work with you on your memory exercises later, right? Just, uh, hold on. Just, just gonna give you a little, little kiss on the head. Good night. You have a good breakfast tomorrow and, uh, we'll, we'll work on your exercises later, Frankie. Good night. We love you. And don't forget to remind family of parents. Why would you fucking remind him of that? Remember, Frankie, you were Drake Bell before Drake Bell was Drake Bell. <laughs> I still think he remembers being in a band because he was in a band. Oh, God. We'll work on the exercises tomorrow. Uh, speaking of The Simpsons, he was on The Simpsons. I bet he doesn't remember that. But you know who else was on The Simpsons? Who? A while before him, he was. Um, Meryl Streep. Really? Yeah, she played Jessica Lovejoy. Oh. Yeah, in one episode when uh, Bart gets a girlfriend. That's the one. I watched that one last night in preparation for this. Pretty good, pretty good. All right, guys. uh, I think that settles it for this week. It's late. I want to go home. I'm already in my home. I want you guys to go home so I can go to sleep. Uh, Good night, everybody. And Frankie Muniz, please come home.